0: you are listening to the forecast from 4 fields of anfield road the world's international lfc podcast well, it's
1: it's some disbelief of everything you know you you cannot uh, believe that that it happened and uh, um, i saw the two situations afterwards when we spoke um, and i was even more surprised to be honest because in, on the pitch it it, it looks different Maybe you say, okay, first was pen. you know, he touched him or it wasn't offside because I didn't feel, I didn't know what, but when you see these images, it's then, it's even, I would say worse, I would say. With regard to that first penalty, do you want some clarity on the rules? Because I was under the
2: impression that it had to be a deliberate pass back to play someone onside, whereas yours was an inadvertent touch in some respects. You didn't mean to play the ball behind you, for instance
1: but the, the rules seem to say that if you touch the ball then that plays Harry Kane onside. He still wanted to play him, so I just don't understand these rules you know and and then I said also, also afterwards in this situation we need these, uh, war bar system but we couldn't we couldn't find it you know in this situation because nobody understood what, what is happening and then when I saw what, what is the ref is saying uh, between each other, when they say, uh, did he touch? And he said, no, I don't know even, know, I don't know what he said. In some moment, he just decided, oh, I will give a pen. You know, it, it's not like that. Football, you know, you, you need to be 100% in something when you, when you will give, especially a pen in the, in the I don't know, in the in 85, and then in the 95. You know.
0: Rise up this morning. Smile with the rising sun Three little birds Which by my doorstep Singing sweet songs Of melodies pure and true Say This is my message to you Singing with no worries. This one
2: woke up this morning and everything was a-okay This is The Forecast The Forecast is an official podcast of four fields of Anfield Road If you don't already know, we are at www.foresight.com. A great international community of Reds So, put your worry hat on that coat rack, because everything is going to be okay. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for joining me. This is Joe, and once again, I am not alone on the show. I have two guests with me, uh, shortly three guests, hopefully. Um, Say hi, Aaron.
3: Hello, hello. Good to be here.
2: Good to have you back. And say hi, Chris.
4: Pleasure as always. Great to be back on.
2: Right, looks like, um, of course, we 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 still have another guest to drop in um, later. He's still at work. Um, life of a. Of a doctor. <laughs> um, Cable, um hopefully um, you, you drop in uh, later. I'm sure that we'll still be in the conversation. Okay, guys. Um, looks like Dejan Lovren is still outraged uh, at the penalties given f- uh, against us um, uh, in the game against Spurs um, on the weekend. Um, it was a tough, tough game. There's so much contention, so many contentious decisions, so many things that were discussed post-game. Um, and it's still rumbling, isn't it? Um, also, um, so many views have been ch- uh, chipped in with regards to the interpretation of the laws, the rules of the game, the behavior of the linesman. Um, you know what uh, Moss said in terms of what he didn't see and decided to give a, uh, go. You know, give a decision. So many things have have come up um, from just that one game. Um, now, we're not going to gonna review that because it's a bit late in the day now. Um, it's trundled on as well, and uh, there's so many thing, other things to talk about. But um, Aaron, I just want to give you um, uh, two minutes. Uh, speak your mind.
3: Yeah, um, I think the Three Little Birds was very, very fitting. And um, if there was any kind of lingering bitterness I had about it, it's, it's, it's definitely gone at this time. Um, I think we all know what happened. Uh, the folks who saw the game, people who saw the game, we know what happened. It's unfortunate, um, but what's more kind of unfortunate to me is that it's something that I think will continue to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because the thing with the refs in, in English football is that it's just no consistency. You know, all game they were calling offsides, you know, the right way, mm-hmm. and 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 all of a sudden at the end of the game, they don't know what offsides is. Yeah, um, and th- and that's just frustrating. You know, it's it's really frustrating, especially when. You know, a ref, especially for the second one, clearly says no penalty. He does the universal, you know, X over, cross out, nothing, keep playing on just to go to the linesman where the, the penalty before mm-hmm. he overruled the linesman. So it's frustrating, but it, it's, it's it's on to bigger and better things. Um, it wasn't the worst result that we could have gotten, yep. um, uh, but it, it does sting just the circumstances that it was under. Sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm moving on, man. I'm definitely moving on. It is what it is.
2: Okay. Chris, you, you didn't watch this game, um, but I'm sure that the fume um, post-spurs was a plentiful. You've probably uh, read through uh, many of that. Um, what are your thoughts?
4: Uh, yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, I had a busy day Sunday and I had planned to watch it. But after reading, the, uh, I, 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 someone spoiled it for me as far as the score and I refused to, to watch it because it would just anger me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to. I don't. I'm not going to purposely infuriate myself by watching yeah. a uh, sort of a cheated result that Liverpool should have gotten three points when we were robbed, yeah. obviously of those three points. And the reason it, it it pisses me off so much is because Spurs are the only side that's capable of catching us. We are firmly at this point qualified for the Champions League, um, as per, as it pertains to a top five spot. Of yeah. course, we know only the top four get in. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, they're done. They're history. I'm not even, they're in the back burners. I'm not worried about them at all. Okay. Um, Obama Yang will also probably hand grenade their locker room with his uh, childish behavior at some point. Okay. So um, it's a nice little Dortmund uh, uh, ticking time bomb they sent to to Arsene Menger. So that's that's really cool. Okay. But um, as far as the diving goes, I've been reading uh, Rude Killett's book. And he said, you know, something interesting about the diving is that it's, you know, the English teams back in the 80s and 90s used to kick the crap out of their own teammates if they ever took a dive. It was very frowned upon in the EPL uh, for someone to do this. Uh, It's the with the quote unquote, as he has said in his book, the introduction of foreigners to English football, where the dive has become more prominent as it pertains to in-league play.
5: Um,
4: So this book that he wrote was written back in 2016. So this is very topical. Yeah. um I, I i did not watch English football in the 1980s um uh, very little in fact in the 90s but uh I'm I, I defer to him to say that this is something that has come up uh more recently and has has slowly crept its way into the English game and appears to be here for the long haul yeah I don't agree with it I think it's a cheap way to get a win but uh, or to get something to go in your favor, but it is what it is, I guess.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's stick on this point then, because it, it is uh, we are due to talk about um, uh, diving. Um, so, is diving gamesmanship or cheating? What's what's all the fuss about? Uh, Pochettino obviously um, he seems to be flip flopping on this topic because earlier in the season um, he criticised uh, Dele Alli for for diving. Uh, and he said that he should uh, uh, get that out of his game. And then now he thinks diving is normal and he thinks it's a minor issue and that they, they practiced diving, um, you know, when he was playing. I mean, he, he was a guy that got David Beckham sent off in the World Cup, by the way. Um, so, you know, he's just basically going with the flow with, you know, uh, because it suits him, um, obviously. Um, Aaron, what do you think... Of this issue with diving, do you think it's cheating or do you think it's it's just a normal part of the game?
3: First of all, I want to address Um He's a troll. What he was doing was trolling, yeah. and he knows damn well that. And you know, you actually reminded me of what he said about um, Ali. I forgot about that prior, but um, some of the things he said after this game was just it's just troll worthy. I mean, you know, saying that it's part of the game and you know, the, the the whole object of the game is to to get the better of your opponent, or you know, fool them or whatever. You know, it's it's just a bunch of trolling. Um, he knows his diving. Yeah. It was it was, and it, and Tom has been doing that for a while now. You know, especially Ali. He does, that's he, that's part of his game now, and I think, you know, that reputation is going to you know precede him. Unfortunately. Um, so you know you, you hope that it's something that refs will continue to I don't know look out for. I, I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I know when it's fast speed the game it's hard to see. Yeah. But some of these dives are just blatant. I mean even in the Watford Chelsea game, Dale Alli, you you know for that that first goal that, that Troy Deeney scores from the spot, yeah. it's a clear dive. And and there, you're seeing a lot of that now where they try to time it. Like with Kane, he kind of dragged his foot, you know, uh, over Karius's, uh elbow, whatever it was, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not an all out, you know. Dive, but it is if you know what I mean. He he kind of d- dramatized that that diving. So to answer your question, it is part of the game. Um, it's not a good part, but it's part of the game. We do. I mean, Catino did that a lot. None of us will really admit that, but Catino that was part of Catino's game as well. He would flop around and 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 and, and dive a lot, in my opinion. Okay. So it happens. You know what I mean? Players do it. You know. Uh, and a lot of people was a lot of people were saying I was looking on YouTube and things like that. A lot of people were saying if it was us and the tables were turned, mm-hmm. you know, we we would just be kind of sweeping under the carpet. And and my opinion of that is, personally, I wouldn't. You know, if it's wrong, it's wrong. You get the win, sure. You move on with it, but I mean, you, you want things to be done the right way. And guys who are diving, it's just not. There's there's nowhere, There's no place in the game mm-hmm. for it for me. Um, so I, I think it, it, it definitely will continue, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, but I just hope somehow maybe it's minimized to a degree. I don't okay. know, though.
2: Well, yeah, obviously, after his ludicrous dive against us in the game, um, several pundits have castigated um, Dele Ali for his actions. Um, and, uh, you know... You could say, yeah, depending on the point of view, whether that criticism is justified or not. I tell you what, you never piss off a Liverpool fan because shortly after that, obviously, we, we all saw <laughs> glorious images of his, you know. Yeah, there you go, right? Right, right, right,
3: right. Did you hear a new chant? No. Well, teams are
2: no. teams Oh, God,
3: it. just look it up, man. I guess, um, I think uh, Newport started on the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a chant chant especially for Delhi Ali and it has to do with that that image with him. Is that right? So I I will leave it at that. Is it is it is
2: it on uh Twitter Twitter? Oh want I'm sure you to can find it, it on Twitter. You? Yeah. There
3: you go. There you go. What? Yeah, go ahead, sing, uh, it, sing it, sing it. Let me let me find it first. Oh hold
2: on hold on I have get I have it here.
3: Ali, I just
5: don't think you understand He's got more rubic hair then you've got silverware. You've got Deli Alley. <laughs> you've got Alley. Deli Alley. I just don't think you understand. He's got more rubic then you've got silverware. You've got
6: Deli Alley.
3: <laughs> there it is.
6: People are so quick, you know. Nowadays, they just—they are just ready to do something like that or create something like this. <gasps> oh,
3: yeah!
6: It's
2: so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> um. Okay. Now, so the, there's obviously two um, uh, two 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 perspectives to this. Um. Do you think? Okay, uh, Cable, Do you think um, diving is being made into this issue? Uh, particularly in England, but actually elsewhere in, in world football, it's not really that big of an issue. People just accept it.
6: Because, see, there is a big difference between uh, leagues, especially English Premier League versus other. Uh, in other leagues, the top teams are bullying the bottom teams.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And there are not much money involved. And in here, in English Premier League, many people lost money in that one bad decision by referee
5: okay. diving mm-hmm.
2: there
6: is a lot more involved in english premier league than any other premier league any uh, on any day okay so that is the reason why it is a big issue it is the reason why referee making a mistake is a big issue because there is a lot of mon- money involvement big names involvement even small teams are creating big nuisance and big damage to big teams yeah. so that's why it is very important in english
0: League.
2: okay but but um I, i'm looking i mean i'm 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 trying to push towards this this perspective on what do you what do you think this is smart football or not or do you think you know this is uh, something that it should be um it should be stamped out it should be it should be removed
6: it's it- it's not a smart, it's not the smart football. Like I know that uh, people nowadays teaching that if you feel touched, you uh, you should just fall down right away, no matter what. That's how many of the managers are teaching that play. It's not a good football. Uh, you see, there is a difference. If you consider uh, first penalty, Kane's, Kane as diving, I still believe that there was a foul. Mm-hmm. so at this point of time, player is falling down that is justifiable because he's got, but at the same time if you see lamela okay. he just threw himself to one Dyke, which is you can completely see
2: that yeah yeah Oh, he's uh, cut out for the moment sure. it already. hey mate you i think the Red connection is are a... the one
6: who should differentiate uh, when he gave up, yes. ps
2: uh Cable, okay, well, I think your connection is a bit dodgy. Um, oh, really? yeah, so you're cutting in and out. So um are you on a phone <laughs> or something? You know?
6: No, I'm on my laptop actually.
2: Okay. Uh, could you try maybe rebooting it and then maybe rejoin the call? Uh try that. Yeah, try that. Okay. Okay, well, okay, when he re- <laughs> when he eventually returns to us after rebooting his computer. Um Chris um, do you think that the reason why players go down on a minimal contact is because, you know, they are not getting the decisions from the referee when there is actual physical contact? It's actually a refereeing problem. It's it's feeding into each other.
4: No, I think that it's situational. I think that it has to do with you know if you're down two one at Anfield, you do whatever it takes to get the uh, equalizer. I think that it's it, it depends on what the what the situation is at that particular time and. Hmm. I would say that to Pacchettino, you know, the the statements that he made prior to and the statements that he made since the match Mm. show the hypocrisy of this man. Uh, I've never known, going back to his days in the Bundesliga, I've never known Jurgen Klopp to say, yeah, it's okay for my guy to do it, but if your guy does it, he's a piece of crap. You know, it's either I've actually seen him in wins, Criticize his own players saying, you know, I don't agree with the way things were, but you know, you take the three points I can't give him back, but yeah. you know it, there, There's there's a more honorable way to to achieve the three points in the way that was done. Yeah
5: um,
4: I think diving is uh, I mean, I, I guess the best word you could say is is cowardice. It's a it's a cheap way to, to earn a free kick or but I guess if you're desperate, and you know Tottenham was desperate, they're about to go five points down to Liverpool in the race for fourth place. Uh, I, I, I guess as a, if I were a Spurs fan, I would understand where they were coming from. But being as I'm not a Spurs fan and never will be, uh, I think it was a, uh, I guess the better for better lack of terms, it was a chicken shit way to to, to get the equalizer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's funny in, in our, our one particular line, that Pochettino said. Uh, Post game. He said, uh, Dele is not perfect. He, nobody is perfect. He's a clever boy. He's a little bit nasty. Mm, we know Dele Ali is a bit nasty. Um, football is a creative sport in which you need the talent that grows in a very intelligent person and a very smart brain. Um, so apparently, Pochettino is also equating creativity and smartness with knowing when to take a tumble. Um, if it if it earns your side and an advantage. So um, lots of controversy going on there. Of course, this debate will continue. Um, hey, Kev, you're back.
6: Yeah, can you hear me
2: clearly now? Yes, you can. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from this. Um, let's move on from this topic. Okay. Now. Uh, now again, another uh, rumble that's going on right now is an interview that uh, Mohammed Salah has given to Marca, uh, the Spanish uh, uh, rag. Um, it was a pretty good interview. If you've not seen it already, uh, it's on our website uh, www.forsite.com f uh, o a r s i t e dot com. You'll see it in the front uh, page. Um, now I'm just going to scroll down to the to the to the end of this interview and the last question that was asked. Your coach, Hector Cooper, recently stated that Madrid were interested in you and that the president also said that Real would make an offer. Does the idea appeal to you? In which Salah replied, Why do you think they say these things? I don't have much to say about it. If I have to say something, I'll say I'm happy at Liverpool. So that is what the question that was posed to him. And that was Salah's response. Of course... On LFC Twitter, um, it goes now that Salah has not ruled out a move to Real Madrid, um, and there's all these fumes, uh, saying that, ah, of course, yeah, we are a selling club, Salah will eventually go and blah, 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 blah. Aaron, thoughts? Oh,
3: that's LFC Twitter for you. <laughs> um, they, they, they're quick to believe every little blurb and whatever that they see, um, my thinking is we have him right now. I'm enjoying him while he's here. I'll enjoy him for as long as he stays with us. Um, it's about Liverpool winning, though. and yeah. That's for any player. Um, they want to win. And you see Mo Salah, um, I mean, the, the, the sky's the limit for him. And, you know, he's going to want to win, like any great player. Yeah. So so long as we're doing that and, and bringing in the right players to, to fit the system and um, you know he's of course an integral part of that. Then I have no no worries about him leaving. I don't, I don't think he will leave. But that's that's how it is in general. You think about the great Liverpool teams back in the day when we were, you know, in glory days, if you will. We were winning things. It was I don't know if it was so much about players loving the club necessarily, but it was just like they were winning. They were winning. Yeah. You know, we were winning a, a lot of things. Everything we were winning everything. So yeah. players are more inclined to stay if you are winning. Um, yeah. so, so long we do that, then I, I don't... But yeah, I don't really worry about Mo Salah leaving. I don't. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think the whole idea that we're a selling club is, gets a bit bent out of shape, in my opinion. And I mean, if you look at the players who left and why they left and things like that. What's, he, really meant what's that, he meant but. to
2: say? What's he meant to say? how How is Salah meant to reply to that question?
3: What's he well, meant to say? Well, exactly. I, and, and I think he answered it right. At the same time, though, there there is uh, there is another part to that i mean i I love that he said that he 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 loved playing at the club i think he said he followed liverpool when he was young yeah that's something i didn't know so that was good to hear yeah um but at the end of the day of course yeah he's not going to say um oh yeah i'd I'd be totally thrilled to go to real madrid he's not going to say that um but i also believe that he, he he is enjoying his time at liverpool and that's all he's really concerned with is is helping liverpool win trophies he said that on a, a number of occasions, um, so I, I'm I'm happy where we are now with him, and I don't I don't have that that worry about him leaving us.
2: Um, Chris, do you think in, uh, Salah's response um, maybe for Liverpool fans uh, that are uh, again uh, that are quick to go on the on the rampage? Um, that it it would have been fair for Salah to actually reply, saying, no, I'm not interested in going to Real Madrid. I I love playing at Liverpool and I'll be staying here for the rest of my life. (laughs) Do you think that's realistic (laughs) for Salah to say that, Chris?
4: No, I don't think it's realistic. Um, I I take a page from the Usman Dembélé situation that happened last summer. Um, The basic concept is... They're in training camp down in Switzerland. Everything is fine. There's, you know, pizza parties and everyone's happy. And Dortmund's preparing to, you know, go into the Bundesliga season. And the last minute with only weeks to go, Barcelona makes a bid. Okay. I'm a Barcelona fan my whole life. I, I You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I'm, I'm going to stop going to team trainings. The, the, the bid will come from Real Madrid. They will make a bid at some point. I don't know sure. if it'll be this summer. And that's when you'll see the real Mosala about his feelings, about his ambitions, about his loyalty, so to speak, to Liverpool. Yep. Um, there is no bid from Real Madrid right now. So there's nothing to really respond to. It's, it's, it's all pie in the sky. I think that they will absolutely. But, but there's something he has to ask himself. He's the king of Liverpool right now. He is the undisputed best player for the Reds undisputed best player for the Reds this season and possibly in the next season and the season beyond that.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Do you want to go to Real Madrid and just be another cog in the wheel and and have to fight? Now, you've already gone to a big club once and failed. Chelsea sent you back down to Serie A and you had mm-hmm. to come back up to Roma and you had to get back to LFC to get another chance at it. You know, there's there's been as many failures at Real Madrid as there's been success stories. Mm-hmm. And at Liverpool right now, there's no bigger success story uh, since the rise, perhaps, of Steven Gerrard than mm-hmm. that of Mo Salah. So yeah. I would honestly, as his advisor, would tell him to think clearly about, you know, it's not about... Liverpool's going to pay you. They have money. They, they they will pay you a nice salary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but think about where you want to be in your playing career. Do you do you want to be the star of a, player, of a team? Do you want to uh, lead Liverpool to four or five consecutive years of Champions League appearances? Yeah. And... I think that as it pertains to us being a selling club, I think a lot of that would go away if we just got one Premier League title. Because that's the one thing that we're missing from the trophy cabinet, so to speak, in the last 30 years. It's not been that long, but it's going towards 30 years. And, you know, we can't seem to shake that that off. If we could do that... (laughs) then we're right there with City. We're right there with United. We're right there with Chelsea. We can say, you know, we're Premier League champions. We're the best team in England. Right. And that that in and of itself is a drawing appeal for players to either come to Liverpool or yeah. to stay at Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, consistently turn, coming in fourth, uh, Klopp's going to have to improve that. He's going to have to do more than just finish third or fourth. He's going to have to make a move at the title at some point. Yeah. And he did that in year three with Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Next year will be his third full season at Liverpool. That could could be the year where things really take shape. Mm -hmm. And I think Salah is going to be a big part of that. Don't think he'll move in the summer. I think he will stay with us. But in order to get him to stay with us long term, three, four, five seasons, we're going to have to kind of show him that the uh, trophy case can fill up uh, at at Anfield just like it would at Real Madrid to keep him to
2: stay. Yeah. Or at least, you know, continue to make the the, the, the right decisions with regards to bringing the correct uh, players in. Uh, or, right. But is it, yeah. if
4: we, as your question goes about him having to respond to something, I, I don't believe that that what do you if you told if I was at Sampdoria today and you said, hey, do you have any ambitions of ever playing for Juventus? Well, no, no, I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, if if, if Juventus calls you, you know, you're going to leave. And um, this is the same thing as if, what, like with Bonucci last year at AC Milan, and Juventus called and left AC Milan, that's a big club. That's a huge club in Italy going to another big, huge club. I mean, it's just, it, 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 it's all about timing, and it's about where you are in your career and where you see yourself going. And, and, and so Salah would be foolish to say, uh, to put himself to paint himself into a corner and say I'm going to be at Liverpool until I'm 35. I mean that 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 would be ridiculous. I think yeah. he I think he did the best thing by kind of staying silent on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Cable, we've heard this um, uh, say justification before. I mean, what Chris said. Um, does he want to remain the king um, at Liverpool um, instead of being a, just a cog in the wheel? We've heard this statements. Uh, this phrase applied to Coutinho as well. I mean, he was the king of Liverpool in a a sense. Um, And uh, the only distinction difference there was that he, he, okay, he played for for Inter Milan. Uh, He didn't really do that greatly there. He he was okay. Um, uh, Unlike Salah, who went to Chelsea and and, 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 failed there. And then, you know, Roma, he did well. But again, um, you know, there's a chance for him to be king here, but then opportunity came and Coutinho took it. He left. Uh, and then uh, I think also this week we heard that uh, one justification. He said that he, the reason why he left Coutinho, we're talking about here, is for trophies. Um, and that he actually doesn't mind, you know, be playing amongst all these other guys and then deflecting um, attention away from himself. They said, yeah, Messi is the king. Uh, 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 Suarez is, you know, these are great players. And, and I'm just fortunate to be playing. Do you think, Keval, that loyalty is dead?
6: I'm sure yeah, it is dead uh, and uh, i I see this all mess is created by a part of Liverpool fans. I hate to say that some of the fans will uh, are gonna hate me. The thing is, one interview, and we are all on panic mode. It's just one sentence, oh, salah is gonna go. I'm reading, I'm gonna read some of the. Uh, messages in one of my Leopold friends group and then a guy say more pressure by Real Madrid I will hate if I lose him in summer these are the people they think when Klopp buys a mediocre player why the hell we are buying a mediocre player this is no good we should go for world class player now that we are actually having a world class player oh my god they are going to go to Real Madrid or they are going to go to Barcelona I mean come on you guys want to have a good team, and at the same time, you don't. Your your you want your players not to perform well so that they don't go to Barcelona or Madrid. I mean, like grow up. See, uh, I see the development. The <laughs> players we had in 2014 okay. and the players we have in 2018 are completely different. Salah can be a part of that development. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure that I I hope he stays there. But I'm not gonna lie that uh, he will stay here. I, I I'm still afraid, but that doesn't mean that I should stop enjoying what is going on right now. Loyalty is dead. Of course, everyone is looking for opportunity and silverware, but that doesn't mean that you just stop living in presence and not doing things going on good side rather than always think about transfer, transfer, transfer. It is the month of January we are thinking about, we are talking about Coutinho. Mm -hmm. It's month of February. We are talking about Sala going on this summer. I mean what is the point just let's just enjoy the season yeah. and not keep on pressuring <clears throat> uh, not keep press- uh, giving pressure to players to fans and not just keep on panicking on every small sentence.
2: (laughs) I'm just going to read a comment from our our website, uh, from Joe Live. I know it's business, but will we ever learn to put a clause in all of our new contracts prohibiting players from ever talking to Spanish rags?
6: (laughs) I I don't think that's going to happen. Then we'll lose all the Brazilian players, all all the South American players.
2: Um, Aaron, what do you think of this we are a selling club argument that it's ine- inevitable that we will sell our best players. Do you buy that?
3: No, I don't. Um, and I'd love for somebody to give me an example. I mean, I think maybe the biggest example may be Suarez. Suarez is going to leave uh, inevitably. Um, I think he was, it was good that he was able to give us that last season. Um, I never thought Coutinho was our best player personally. So i I don't agree with that. I mean, what Sterling he was still kind of in a developing moment in his career. Um, Torres, I mean, I don't know yeah I don't I don't really buy into that. I don't buy into the, the whole idea that we're selling club. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, and you know, people have their different opinions and arguments with that, but um you know, I think it's if we really stand back and look at it, Catino's best time with us for me. Was this half a season that he had? That to me was his best output in a red shirt. So I mean that's cool, but uh, he, to me he was he was never the most consistent player. Um, and I know I'm I'm probably in a minority. I don't I don't think I've ever really rated him as, as high as some of the other uh, fans, uh, Liverpool fans. But at, at the end of the day, to answer the question, no, I don't I don't think we're a selling club at all. Um, and I think the players that we've we've gotten under Klopp for the for for the most part um, have really come in. And, and done really well. And I, and I think that'll that'll continue uh, while Klopp is there. Okay.
2: So. okay. Well, we're going to... Um, I'm just going to read this tweet by uh, Dr. Dave Weber, um, who said, the selling club argument I'm not convinced by. True, we've sold Suarez, Sterling and Coutinho, but these players wanted to go. FSG actually dunked their heels in, but when a player has his head turned, there's not a lot as uh, Southampton found out with VVD and that, uh, that the owners can, can do. Now, uh, we're going to move on from this point, but we'll come back to this. Uh, we'll revisit this point in part two um, where we preview um, the Saints and, and uh, Porto games. So we'll come back to this point. Now, okay, let's move on. Um, Isco. Isco. Um, apparently, uh, according if you believe the rumors, um, uh, Zidane is open to selling Isco now it some people say it doesn't really matter what Zidane thinks because he may not be continue to be a manager of mid madrid uh come next season um he's 25 years old isco um i've put a poll out um yesterday i had about a 1000 uh here you go 1000 100 votes um So, would he be a good fit for Liverpool, I asked? 77% said, hell yeah, Um, he would be a good fit for Liverpool. Um, Chris, agree, disagree?
4: Uh, I agree. Uh, He's comparable to Coutinho uh, in the fact... uh, So, he has, at this moment, 14 appearances in La Liga, has five goals, four assists. Coutinho had 13 appearances in the Premier League, seven goals, six assists... Where Isco has sort of failed this season is the Champions League, five appearances, no goals, one assist. Mm-hmm. Coutinho, Champions League, four appearances, five goals, two assists. Yeah. They have very similar uh, uh, methodologies of playing. Uh, they're uh, very good at through balls, dribbling, finishing, key passes, holding the ball, and uh, they basically have one extreme weakness for each of them. And uh, for Coutinho, that's tackling. And for Isco, it's aerial duels, I would I would say, more than anything. Yeah. Uh, so he's almost a kind of like a, a, almost a glove uh, replacement for Coutinho in a sense, the way, the style of play Um, plays short passes. He likes to dribble, does layoffs. Um, I would love to see him in a a red shirt. Uh, There's no, no doubt about that. Uh, It's a matter of is, does he want to, does he want to come and play at Anfield? I, I haven't, I know that you said you put the poll out, but I don't know if it's has he expressed any direct interest in playing for the Reds?
2: Not that I know of. Okay,
4: well he could he could you know this is this is something this is a selling point of Jurgen Klopp is if there's if there's any uh, if if there is a sale to be going on and we're not sure what club this person would go to it has to do a lot of times with. Um, Manager and can and, and everyone likes to play, everyone loves to play for Klopp. His, his players love him. He loves them back. So if there is if there is a deciding factor, for instance, in style of play, uh, I believe that not only would he fit into Klopp's uh, uh, you know philosophy on the pitch, but also would uh, fit right into the LFC family because you know Klopp's going to embrace him and, and have him come into the fold. So. Um, This would sort of be uh, the number. This could be a number ten replacement there for Coutinho if, if he so if he so chooses to come. You know, Coutinho obviously was a winger, but Isco can play really any of the three midfield positions as he does at Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would absolutely say, yeah. I mean, bring him on if he's interested. (laughs) But that's another whole. That's another whole question for another day. If he's actually interested in coming,
2: Kev, um, how familiar are you with Isco? Me or Chris? How are you?
6: Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I have I have seen some of the dancing moves, and I don't have any more words than what he just said. So, disco yeah. for Isco, in the end, is that? <laughs> yes, Indian. It is gonna be uh, even, uh, So I, so if Liverpool are really interested in Isco, I believe that Klopp has that kind of charm who can attract uh, good players, star players. Uh, then, get- okay let
2: me let me just direct this question a little bit more um in this poll i have a, uh, several people who have actually put a reply in it um one guy uh, sadio sorres okay at sadio Soros, says no brainer, isco would be better than felipe coutinho and another guy immense emery isco is better than coutinho um uh, That's our, our, quite
4: possible, by the way. Very much possible.
2: Adi, Adi, we know Adi. Uh, he's in our, uh, in our Asia group as well. He says he's been asking for Isco since before he went to Madrid. He's too good and can easily be a direct competitor. Get this. He can easily be a direct competitor for Messi, according to me. This is what Adi says. Um, okay, so Kevil, do you buy this statement, this assertion that Isco could possibly be better than Coutinho?
6: Uh, I mean, uh, he he did really well in Madrid as well when he got the chance. And if, if you consider that Coutinho also had erratic performance, at one point he is really good, but mm-hmm. he, at the other time he became liability in many of the games. It happened. It happens same with Isco as well. Okay. I'm not sure if Isco he, can be compared with Messi. Okay. Uh, in the end, it is going to be up to us whether we are going to pursue him or not. If we are going to pursue him, then do you really think Merit will not ask in return for Salah? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is that even if we go for him, uh, I I believe that Klopp can convince any player to join Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the end, it is going to be up to our transfer committee how much fund they are ready to make for him and how big of a salary we are ready to offer him. Yeah. uh, he is a creative midfielder. I completely agree. He can be a good addition in our midfielder. And I just read uh, an article from James Pierce that uh, Liverpool are not interested in Lemar anymore. Tomasama, yeah. So I think hopefully, hopefully they are directing their attention to
2: La Liga. So now, hopefully, um, Aaron. Now in our uh, in our midfield and also in the forward line, um, we have a lot of pace. Um, we have a lot of direct attackers. Okay, um, we have lo- we have um, one guy um, who's reinventing um, the word graft. Okay, uh, Bobby Firmino. I'm so happy and glad to see him finally get the kudos and the plaudits. I've been um uh, anyone who's been listening to me uh, or you know following me on the comment section on uh, on various blog sites know that I've been pitching for Roberto Firmino uh for you know at least 2 to 3 years before Liverpool actually signed him because I I can see how good he actually is. Um but it 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 does seem that we are missing um this creative spark in in midfield just like what Coutinho used to provide so would isco would isco do you think um solve that give give us that creativity
3: yeah i think he definitely would um and i think it's quite possible like like chris said to piggyback on it, that he could be even better provide that and more um which would be a bonus because again I, I really didn't didn't rate Coutinho so high but um but yeah, I think it's great. Look, this is my thing with Klopp, I, I, and I know it's, it's kind of a um, maybe a carbon copy response or whatever. But I, I'd really trust any player coming and playing under Klopp. I really do. I, I trust his leadership. I, tr- I trust his ability to to help and mold, especially young players, um, and get them on board. You know, I, I think he he has a similar kind of factor uh, that, that kind of like pep effect. You know, pep. Is able to bring guys to city who know they won't even be starting most games. You know mm-hmm. they're they're willing to go to city and come off the bench. You know what I mean. And so I think Klopp has that same pull. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because uh, we're gonna see a lot of names this summer. It's gonna be a fun summer, man. Just watching the World Cup and seeing all these players who could possibly come to to, to Liverpool to help us. Um, and we're gonna get a lot of good players, I think. And and so you can never have enough quality players. A lot of people have arguments about well. We got enough attacking midfield. We got enough stri- whatever. You can never have enough of anything in my opinion. The the, the better you got come off the bench. If you got somebody just as good come off the bench, that's 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 great. You know, mm-hmm. you think about how good our strike force is going forward, the three of those guys and yeah. you look at the bench and there's no one really there to inspire you. So so yes, to answer your question, yes, I think he can be good. Um, I'd love to have him at Liverpool, but like I said, uh, I kind of trust anybody we bring in, um, so long as Klopp is there.
2: Yeah, um, it does seem um, for me. I mean, I think it's important and critical um, that we have a critical uh, that we have a cre- creative linchpin um, that you know links defense and attack. Um, Coutinho obviously was more offensive minded. Um, you know, uh, dribbling, creating, passing the man with his ball skills, and then of course with his shooting skills. Um, if I was to put a band Isco with um, um, other names, um, uh, you know, could he be some, you know, in the same group as uh, David Silva, maybe Iniesta, uh, or maybe even his teammate Modric. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is he's is that 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 kind of player. So first touch, ball control, dribbling, passing. Uh, those kinds of skills, um, perhaps because we have we are already very very much offensive minded um, with Mane, with Salah, um, uh, Firmino, of course, um, you know all these offensively minded players. Maybe we could look at a player that focuses on unlocking um, difficult teams. You know, people whose teams who sit back, um, you know, difficult to break down teams, and that's where a player of uh, East Coast. Um, a caliber um, uh, would come in. I'm not exactly sure what's his price, though. It's, it's obviously going to be some ludicrous, <laughs> ludicrous amount. But um, and again, um, and I th- I'm not sure whether it's an amount that Liverpool would pay. But I would think that they would pay for such a player. But apparently, they're not going to pay 90 million pounds for Thomas Lamar. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, and and that's and that's probably going to rise too. It's not going to be 90 in the summer. There's no way it's gonna be 90 in the summer. So yeah, if they're not paying 90, they're definitely not gonna pay 120 or whatever it is in the summer. I'd be surprised if that's still 90 after the World Cup. I doubt it.
2: Chris, so. you you clearly rate Thomas Lamar, but at this this price, because it does seem from 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 um, Echo um, that they're choosing to uh, uh, Liverpool are choosing to pursue alternatives because they just feel that he's not value at this at that at this band price range. Would you agree with that?
4: Uh, yes. Uh, Thomas Lamar is absolutely not worth $90 million. As a matter of fact, on transfer mark, they have him rated at 58.5 million pounds. So Ooh. we're way off the mark on that. Um, it, you know, there's a, there's a reasonable price to pay for everyone, and then there's a, an inflated price to pay. And if Jurgen Klopp has in his mind that this player is not worth to liverpool 90 million pounds and as we said it's probably going to rise after the world cup depending on what france does uh then i trust his judgment on that because Mm -hmm. that'd be a massive amount of money wasted on one player Mm -hmm. when you have so many needs for example in the back line uh you have uh, many 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 more uh, needs to address Uh, and you know aaron said you know you can never have You can never have enough Ronaldo's or Messi's in the team. That's absolutely true. But, um, you know, address what you need to address first before you start stockpiling things you already have. You need to balance it out first before you can add everything, start adding the depth chart pieces in place. So, you know, we have we just have a few more um, uh, issues we need to address in defense. And once Klopp does that, I think we can start talking about, you know, know, bolstering uh, competitive uh, competition for who's gonna play in, 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 in the attack because that's that's a problem for instance that Barcelona has and Real Madrid has because the everyone on the team is so talented. Liverpool's still trying to catch up to that but mm-hmm. um I would absolutely have to hold off on the price tag for Thomas Lamar at this point. Even though I rate him very high it's that's yeah. um, that's just too too much of a gamble.
2: Uh K-4, bullet dodged
6: uh yeah I will not rate Thomas Lamar at ninety million pounds as well.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And I'm happy to see uh, us uh, uh, see yourself pulled out from the race for Thomas Lemar. So uh, here is the thing: every time we link to any kind of players, there are so many passionate fans who create a video of that player' <laughs> Heels and goals.
3: You know? Oh my God! So that's- <laughs> Welcome to Liverpool. <laughs> Highlight so reels.
6: I, I, I saw a video on Thomas Lemar, and I didn't find him very extraordinary. He was just an ordinary player mm-hmm. I would rather rate uh, Riyad Maris about him that kind of video it Fekir
2: Fakir, I'm putting his name out there Fekir yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. he yeah I, I have heard of him and I have seen him playing a couple of times and I like him mm-hmm. so yeah uh, and uh, for the first time in French League the teams are doing well mm-hmm. and, yeah apart from PSG yeah. because it's all on money yeah. so yeah i i I'm, I'm very excited about this june july uh, World cup is here we may go for a couple of players and i i think uh the good thing about transfer market nowadays is that everything is in Klopp's hand i do believe that fsg have opened their bank account and it's Klopp's decision at the end whether to go for that money and that player or no. Okay. Because if he wanted to if he wanted to buy Lemar at ninety million pounds, I'm pretty sure that FSG would have given that ninety million pounds to Clock. But it was again it was his decision whether to go for that player or not. Yeah. So I believe he will bring some good signing mm-hmm. and that will do good for Liverpool. So just think about positively rather than oh everyone is leaving. No. Mm.
2: Mm. Okay, um, let's move on then. Um, Adam Lalana has let himself down, hasn't he, Aaron? Ooh. Big time. <laughs> but okay, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to... Okay, let, let me say this. Let me say this. Um, it was a horrible. Hor- I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Was he Was he actually trying to choke the guy? I think maybe he was trying to perform the Heimlich or something. The boy was choking. The boy was choking <laughs> on his pregame donut. Okay, and Lolana was actually trying to help him. Okay, jokes aside. um, (laughs) Jokes aside, let's put that aside. Um, I'm not trying to make excuses for Lan But I can think that he's very, very frustrated with how his season has turned out.
3: Yes. Mm, That sounds like an excuse for him. Ah. That, that
6: (laughs) That incident just reminded me it felt like that a guy just entered into college and joining a fraternity and trying to challenge a fourth year guy who is in the final year, and trying to kick his ass.
2: Okay, you and know what? You day- know? Okay, let me tell you this. I have not. I don't. I don't actually recall seeing Lalana ever doing that in a Premier League game.
3: Yeah, never. Hey, can I? Can I? Can I just say yeah. something? Does everybody remember that game against City, when uh, Yaya Toure yoked them up? Almost rung him around like a doll, baby. Do you remember that it was him and Lilana? They got face to face, and okay. he didn't do anything like that to, to Tore. So this is really, really, really bad, man. Like you know, there's no excuse for this. And I guess with our players, this is really sad. But it seems like when they don't play football, well, two, two in particular. Let's just be clear, when they're not when they're not playing football, they have these outbursts. You know, mm. this is essentially a child. He did this to essentially compared to him. He, I mean, Lilana's what, thirty almost? Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's no excuse for Adam that. Him is, and, Adam and, and, Lewis and Flano, was 18, yep. him and Flano, they they just, I mean, Flano is doing keepy ups with his girlfriend's stomach and head and back. It's just, it's not a good look, it's man. I, and I yeah. think there should be some type of discipline. They're talking about him possibly playing at Southampton in this whole you know reunion thing or whatever. Mm. I, it's it's despicable behavior to me, and something needs to happen, in my opinion. Um, I, I didn't like what I saw at all. So, mm.
2: well. Okay. Um.
3: I guess maybe he just thought,
4: you know, maybe he gets a pass. Maybe he thought he was an honorary member of the New England Patriots
3: and he was <laughs> playing in the other football. There you go. There you go. And there so go. he. Ken the Brady.
4: He had a a, a, a kind of a, a, a brain lapse for a second and thought that he was actually supposed to do the American version of a tackle, and then he, he then he caught himself. He's like, oh wait a minute, I'm not supposed to choke this guy out. Hold on uh that's the only thing i can think of that can rationalize this either that or he morphed into the body of like a professional wrestler for like 10 seconds and thought that he was supposed to clothesline somebody but um it it is just losing your cool and 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 as i've always seen adam lana as a as a professional i've always you know looked at him as a guy who could be you know a liverpool vice captain or something like that you know he was he he's one of those guys that uh you yeah he's got that that kind of role model status type yeah. of thing and you just didn't expect I'm so out of character shocked to see him do something yeah. like that it was just crazy Yep
2: yeah. uh, oh well uh, very
4: disappointing I guess is the best way to phrase okay, it Okay
2: now we know that um suspensions in uh the under 23 does not carry over to the senior games So there's no impact to us in terms of his availability. It's just in terms of, you know, uh, getting him match fit, sharper. um, The under-23s are not obviously going to be an open um, competition for him to be doing that at the moment. Fine. Okay. Um, Okay, but uh, uh, let's close off part one. Um, uh, So now news of Anfield set to expand to 61,000. Okay. Um, this development will now happen at the Annie Road end. Um, the current Annie Road end currently holds about nine thousand supporters, um, but there are many restricted views in the back and uh, the back sections uh, of the tier. Okay, so the new development will have fully un- unobstructed views and will hold around 16,000 16, supporters. So, get this um, with that phase two expansion that will put us um, second only behind Manchester United. Okay. Um, but White Hart Lane, uh, White Hart Lane, again, is back to Spurs. They will hold sixty-two thousand, and City are also looking to expand the capacity um, at, a, at, a, at a later date. So um, it's good news, obviously. Um, but as Sean at Jiggly LFC says on Twitter, Liverpool fans are so cynical to the point that they just can't seem to be happy about the Annie Road stand. It's going to be used to make some statement for or against the owners. I'm just happy that there's continued expansion at Anfield, and that can only be a good thing for us um, going forward. So uh, that's it. I mean, um, uh, social media fires up on uh, Salah um saying something or not saying something or not being definitive about something um you know for at uh, the marker interview and then any road stand there's always some one little thing or the other but um so we're going to take a little break right now but um when we come back or when these three little birds come back um we're going to talk about uh pre-saints and also pre-porto so don't go anywhere Now, early in the show, we talked about the selling club, the selling club argument, saying the Liverpool are a selling club. It's inevitable that we will sell all our top players. Now, let me tell you about a selling club. Okay, so I looked up Southampton uh, and the position, uh, positions in the league table, starting from 2013 to 2014 season. In the 2013 2014 season, the Saints finished eighth. Okay. In 2014 to 2015, the Saints finished seventh. The next season, they finished sixth, and then in 1617, they finished eighth. This season, they are currently in fifteenth. Fifteenth. Now, of course, against Saints this weekend, um, it's going to be the old boys reunion club with uh, Virgil Van Dyke, Adam Lallana. Uh, Nathaniel Klein, of course, it's still not uh, fit to return, but obviously you know, a Southampton player, a former Southampton player, um, Oxley Chamberlain, Sadio Mane,
6: <laughs> so Dejan Lovren.
2: Dejan Lovren, let's not forget Dejan Lovren. Hey, Dejan Lovren is going to be really, really happy that the boo boys are going to be off his back, <laughs> and they're going to be booing against uh, Virgil Van Dijk. Um, Cable, do you expect uh, VVD to start against his former team?
6: I would definitely expect him to start. I hope Lauren and VVD, they both start because after so many games, we finally were able to see a good link up between two defenders, Van Dijk and VVD against Spurs with Mm Carriers. So I will not change those three in terms of playing 11. I would rather change something in front and in mid in order to give some rest to the players for before we go to Porto. Mm-hmm. But, it, see, it, it's going to be six, five or six Southampton players in Liverpool. So, I don't know how long they can boo the uh, players. <laughs> in the end, their, their own players will start telling them, uh, guys, we are also playing for you. Yeah. Maybe some uh, you can use something to cheer us rather than just boo. Yeah. They'll They'll tell to the crowd. Yeah. So, no matter what yeah. happens, they both
2: should play. Uh, let me tell you, Virgil Van Dyck. Let me summarize Virgil Van Dijk's Liverpool career to date. He has conceded conceded in every game he has played. He has been told to lose weight by Jamie Carragher, of all people, <laughs> and he gives away a stoppage time penalty to Spurs. He hasn't won a league game as a Liverpool player. And since he's left St. Mary's, Southampton, haven't lost.
6: Hmm. <laughs> can, I, can I say something on this first? Yeah. Yep. Okay, you, stand in, you stay in the bottom. We'll stay on the top.
2: Yeah, so they are in 15th position, battling, battling relegation zone by um, how many points? Two points, is it? 26. No, the twenty six. Uh, relegation yeah two points so Stoke are in 24 um, so the, I'm sure VVD's you know he would have enjoyed the relegation survival fights and totally regret his move to to Liverpool yeah, South okay. <laughs> um, coming back to this game though um, they are a bit um, on a roll aren't they Chris um, they beat uh, West Brom Oh my god West Brom all these familiar names all these familiar teams they beat West Brom 3-2 um and then previously they drew with um uh, Brighton uh they beat Watford they drew with Spurs they drew with Watford they beat Fulham um and then their last loss was really in the, the turn of the year um when they lost uh 2-1 uh to to uh to Palace um what do you expect in this game um Aaron
3: a win that's what i expect in every game but um i think uh southampton will definitely they're fighting for their lives right so mm-hmm. um down there at the bottom is just as close and tight as it is at the top um it's at st mary's we know this is a quote-unquote bogey team for us um and they haven't lost in the new year yet as you said so um and they beat a west brompton and we couldn't beat in two tries so yeah there's a lot of you know, different talking points and things of that nature. They got some players that can hurt you. Lamina is a player. Lamina is a player. They got this new guy, Carrillo from Monaco. He's half decent. Tadich, we know Gabriel Dini, all these guys. Um, and they're probably, you know, low block low block it a little bit and, you know, um, see if they can get the first goal and then really, really low block it. So for me, it's about us just getting out and, and getting and getting the goal first, right? I mean, these teams, mm-hmm. Swansea, West Brom, the low block team, it's about us scoring first. Mm-hmm. Um, the last game we played them, it was 3-0. Salah was was, was getting in on them really good. Uh, I think Catino scored in that game as well. Um, it seems like every game now, Salah is going to be a big part of it. Let's just call it what it is. I don't know where we would be, honestly, if we did not have Salah. Um, but maybe we just have a different player. Or maybe it would be Mane. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's about scoring quick. Um, uh, and I think the games against these teams, when we do that, uh, the likelihood of us taking the game, I think, is is, is pretty high. So um, as long as we're at the races and get on them early, I think it'll be good. Even though we beat them 3 0 last game, I think the score. Might, I mean, I don't think it was as easy as, as the score may have may have said. So again, it's going to be a crazy environment. Um, they will be booing probably every Southampton former Southampton player that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to block that out, but I, I, surely Van Dyke is going to be up for this game. I got him scoring in this game. He's had so many chances. He's been so lucky mm-hmm. after that Everton uh, header he got. So I think he's going to have a big game, and I agree with um, I agree with the other gentleman who just said that um, for on. me, I think... Sorry. Keep okay. uh, to me, that's the best uh, center-back tandem right now for me. Um, and I was mm-hmm. waiting to see him with Lovren and see how that would go, and I think right now, you know, it's unfortunate. Lavrin had that small minor mistake in the in the in the last game, but for me, they they really work really really well together. Um, mm-hmm. I think they kept a good line all game, uh, mm-hmm. cleared up a lot of things. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. But I, I do think I do expect us to 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 get the win for sure. Uh,
2: well, the last time we played them, uh, the Pellegrino side, VVD was in their team, uh, and we obviously beat them three nil at Anfield. <clears throat> Um, they've only lost four times in the last fifteen games in all competitions, but they are winless against the top six this season. They've drawn three and they've lost five. Um, uh, James Ward-Prowse has been popping up and started starting uh, started scoring more goals uh, recently, um, but they've been porous, porous uh, at the back as well. Uh, sounds funny. It sounds like us, eh? In a way. Um, uh, Chris, do you expect, um, kind of a, again, parking the bus kind of situation? They tend to go with a four, five, one, uh, formation, um, at St. Mary's. Um, but, but do you think it's, it's going to be a case of them keeping it tight, trying to, you know, hang back the usual tactics against, um, or, uh, against Liverpool?
4: Yeah. So they're actually, um, their preferred lineup so far this season is, it's been kind of been like a 4 2 3 1. So that goes into yeah. a 4 5 1 very easily. Yep. Um, they, uh, the star, at the shine of Manolo Gabbiadini has worn off severely since last season when mm-hmm. he came in on the uh, winter transfer window. Yep. Uh, he has now taken a back seat and is no longer their top scorer. You have no offense to the man, but uh, I am not afraid of Charlie Austin. I never will be afraid of Charlie Austin. Um, Dusan Tadic is uh, a formidable uh player. He you know, three goals on the season. James Ward Prowse has three goals on the season. And Steven Davis, um, they are not, um, they have a lot of weaknesses. I mean, they they they, they create a lot of individual errors, they don't defend that pieces too well, they they don't protect the lead, which is good news for Liverpool because you know, we're going to go down 1-0 or 2-1 at some point so that, you know, it lets us know that we can certainly come back on this team. Yeah. And they don't stop the opponents from creating chances, and that's exactly what we do is create a ton of chances. So if you have a a, a strong offensive side such as Liverpool, uh, there will probably be more of a parking bus strategy from Southampton simply out of necessity. I don't think it's something that they would typically want to do, but I think against us they have to do. Yeah. The one thing that worries me about this game more than anything is the hatred they have for us? This is a uh, this is a, a almost a de facto rivalry game, yeah. simply because of all the talent that we coached from them over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not geographically a rivalry, uh, or you know a historical rivalry such as Man U and Liverpool, or Liverpool and Everton. But they they really hate our guts, and mm-hmm. you know we've once again taken their uh, biggest name player, uh, Virgil Van Dyke, in, in the winter transfer window. Yet again, another Southampton defectee to Liverpool. And I think that as a fan base, um, I don't think the players really care, but as a fan base, I think they're fed up with it. And I think there's extra motivation from this club in particular to get one over on Liverpool, especially after we housed them 3-0 um, earlier this season. So yeah. it's I'm more worried about the fact, not how we match up with them, but... In sports, sometimes mo- extra motivation and a little bit of killer instinct when the other team has a false sense of security, that can creep all- up on you sometimes. So yeah. We're mm. definitely stronger. We definitely should win. We definitely should be favored and have more talent in every single position. Yeah. But, you know, there's always – they don't play the games on paper, as they say. They play them on the pitch.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well um, – <laughs> For a team that's finding clean sheets impossibly hard to find, uh, they have only a single clean sheet in the last seventeen games, and they are about to face a team that's the league's second highest goal scorers. So, that's 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 what it is. Um, they had a good showing against the Baggies, um, and uh, I think uh, obviously we're gonna later in the day we're probably going to get the. Um, the previews from the respective managers. Uh, Pierre emil is uh, is due to come back uh, to this team, um, and they're gonna have some uh, decisions to make with regards to who to who to leave, leave out. out. Um, uh, Watras obviously he he will start because he's been banging banging them in. Um, uh, new signing Carrillo as well. Dusan Tadić has been showing has been showing some good chemistry with him. Um, Buffal has looked pretty good as well, but um, he kind of threw a strop um, you know when he was denied a chance to take the free kick um, against the Baggies, uh, which Ward Prowse took and eventually scored from. So um, that that could be interesting. Maybe Buffal could be left uh, left on the uh, left on the bench. Uh, Cable, how do you see this game swinging?
6: Uh, I'm I'm more uh, relying on Southampton's defensive mid lineup because. They sometimes they do give some good performance, ex, uh, especially Oriel Romeo and mm-hmm. Hoiberg. So I am uh, if they uh, if they are able to hold uh, well in front of the defensive lineup, then it will be difficult for us to score. But other than that, they are definitely weak in terms of defense. Mm -hmm. It's not the Southampton we faced uh, last year in January where we were not even able to score one. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the other side, they were able to create 10 at least good chances Mm -hmm. against us. So we will have our own chances, uh, and it's all going to be in in the middle, uh, how we are able to defend and how we are able to tackle those defensive midfielders. They are going to... Uh, try to score uh, against us in counters. So we should be prepared for that. And that's the reason I don't want to change anything in terms of defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should definitely change something in middle. And I hope we can give some rest to Firmino, play Solanke or Ings and uh, uh, be more
2: creative from the mid as well. Mm -hmm. And
6: uh, yeah, so defensive mid will be the key for them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh scoreline prediction guys, Aaron.
3: Uh 3-0 again.
2: 3-0 again. Okay. Yep. Nice yep. shout, Chris.
4: 3-1 to Liverpool and additionally, saying the Southampton beat the baggies 3-2, that's not really saying too much.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh cable.
6: <laughs> uh that's not a good question to me actually. Uh, oh okay i never tried predicting
2: <laughs> okay bad luck okay I'll fine just
6: hope for the liverpool win i always hope for liverpool win i always try for a clinch it but i am okay with liverpool win.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh i remember you're the guy who watches the game and we lose okay switch off the telly right all
6: right no that's not me that's <laughs> bad. i have my own rituals you
2: know are <laughs> uh, you okay um Right I am going to go with I'm going to go with 3 for us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in between one whether we're letting a goal or not. So yeah, okay, 3. You one. know
3: Carrius is going to let one in. Ah. But oh, here, oh, 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 oh. I'm, well, let but time off. I'm, I'm just going to
6: say one thing that if we win, I do believe that it will be the last game for
2: Pellegrino. Whoa, that's a mm, shout there.
3: Mm. Do, do we all what? agree that, and, and I know we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but do we all agree that that was Carriers' probably best performance for us? Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh. Definitely. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, I don't want to get to, I mean, I know it's just one game, but he yep. was outstanding, I thought. Outstanding yep. from game to end. Even, so. even people were, like, accusing Karius not
2: to
6: catch that ball. Oh, that's, ridiculous. Ball that's and ridiculous. To ridiculous. But I, I don't think anyone knew that he's going to score such a
3: he didn't even know yeah <laughs> he didn't even know he, trust me trust me when yama did that, 9 times out of 10 he's not making that good shot and everything but nah, yeah.
6: nah. so i do believe that carrier's so that's what i was telling people that we actually deserved a clean sheet that day we uh, lauren deserved a clean sheet yeah. he deserved that revenge he had uh, against uh, spurs at wembley carrier's deserved that clean sheet because he worked so hard it was so tight line defensive line every move they made during those free kick they were all offside it was really good I couldn't believe that uh, that, and then ref screwed up with offside decisions at the end
2: yeah yeah okay now um, that's not the only game that we're playing Um, next week we resume our love affair with the Champions League uh, fittingly, that uh, that's going to take place on Valentine's Day, for the first time in nine years next week, guys. We take on uh, another team in a last 16 1st leg clash, FC Porto. Okay. Um, now, Sergio Conceicao's team are unbeaten in 20 Premier League games so far. So they they are top of the Premier League at 52 points, and below them is Benfica. Um, but again, um, very leaky, very leaky, sorry, leaky. <laughs> they have shipped 10 goals in their last six Champions League games so far. The same number that they've conceded in 20 league games. Okay, so obviously that shows that there is a step up from the Premier League and the Champions League. There's a quality stand-up. But this is a dangerous, dangerous team, isn't it, Chris?
4: It is. Um and, and 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 for a lot of reasons, but I'm interested in one one particular aspect of Porto's game, and this is as it pertains to the league. Okay. They like to control the game in their opponent's half of the pitch. Okay. They attack to the middle. They like to pos- play possession football. With Liverpool, it's not going to be the case. So there's going to be some very interesting tactical adjustments yeah. between Porto and Liverpool because they can't play. I mean, no offense to Porto Portugal. But the Premier League is, is a better league from top to bottom, and they will have to play differently when they play Liverpool. So that's going to be something that, that is going to be very interesting for me to see. Is that they're going to have to adapt their style. Liverpool can absolutely stay and play how they how they play every other match, but Porto is going to have to adjust because if they don't, it could be a very long day for them at the
2: office. But they're 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 a counterattacking side, aren't they?
4: Uh, they do. They are strong in counterattacks. Yes.
2: So you know, uh, yes,
4: yes, they are. That is a strength of theirs. Uh,
2: could it be? Oh God, the surrender possession is one of those stupid games where you have seventy, seventy, seventy-eight, eighty percent, eighty-five percent possession, you still come out holding the shots. I, I don't, I don't, I
4: don't, think that we're like going to have seventy percent possession. What uh, Porto is still, as you said, you you said the word leaky. They 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 leak goals in and in, in the uh, the Portuguese league. And they have a it, – it's kind of one of their very few weaknesses is they don't – they do allow their opposition to create a lot of chances. And again, it goes back to what I said about Southampton, same thing with Porto. Yeah. Liverpool create chances against the the best of the best. Yeah. So, you know, and I – no offense to Porto, but they are not the best – they have not been the best of the best of Europe since, you know, my man the bus parker was there back in 2004. <laughs> um. So – that they, they they're an interesting side because they're kind of one of those teams like um, you know a Schalke or uh, you know a Tottenham they they they're good but they're not great and definitely a beatable beatable side for Liverpool but they also can be, you know, if you, if you catch them on the wrong day, mm-hmm. they could, you know, Muhammad Ali knock you out and you're on your, you're on your ass, so to speak. So, you, you know, especially playing there, Liverpool have to be a little bit careful about those counterattacks. But Liverpool are going to have every opportunity to put three or four on the score sheet because they, they, they don't defend well. And Liverpool, if anything you can say about Liverpool consistently, they attack just as well as anyone on the continent.
2: Well, Muhammad Ali, in this case, are, are two people, basically, Vincent Abubakar and Musa Marega. So, yes. that's Muhammad and Ali right there. Um, I like the guy with the first name and last name, Andre Andre. That's so... Funny. Andre Andre. <laughs> Sounds like a <laughs> rap is, rap star or something.
4: It does, it does. Andre Andre. <laughs> and don't forget, they he's still alive. I swear to you, he's still alive. They still have Iker Casillas on the roster.
2: Uh... How has he done, though? Yeah, he's,
4: only appeared, he's only appeared in a handful of matches. I think eight matches to be, to be total. So he's, he's not really... And looking at his Champions League performances, uh, Casillas has only appeared in two matches so far of the group stage six.
2: Yeah. But they, they don't seem to have a very good goal keep, goalkeeping situation there as well.
4: No, they don't. Um, that's that's um, the thing, as you said. They're, Sar, kind of, they're, they're h- very... H- how do you pronounce are Yeah, name? they're very leaky.
2: Saar, is it? Is his name the first starting goalkeeper? Uh,
4: yeah, we'll Jose up right now.
2: Sa- oh, yeah, Jose. Yeah, Sa-
4: Jose Sa. Jose
2: Sa. Sa.
4: Jose Sa. He's um, actually he's lower rated of the two. Actually, Casillas was higher rated in the two matches he played in the Champions League, and Sa was. And as it pertains to. The league. I'm looking at saw right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, much better performances apparently in the league. Yes, absolutely. He's got 12 12 appearances, uh, higher rated uh, in every aspect. But with Porto, you know their their form right now. Last um, match they lost was in a cup match. They haven't lost in the league at all. Not they at all, lost yeah. to Sporting uh, back in uh, looks like late January. So you know this is this is going to be a match that. Um, you know, Liverpool have got to take seriously. I, I know we, we we like the draw we got. I, I think that everyone was happy that yeah. You know, we got we got when we when we got to the round of 16. But you know, for a team that has 16 wins, four draws, and no losses, uh, it's it, it's you know they they play well in their league, but that does not translate well to playing on the continent. That does not translate to playing well on the continent. Liverpool are going to have. Um, a number of opportunities to, to, to score. The only thing with us is, you know, we've seen so many times Liverpool get 25 shots in a game yeah. and, you know, get one goal, or, you know, two goals out of that because we're just not, we're just not hitting on all cylinders. The game that comes to mind right now, of course, um, was uh, the match we, we talked about, was it three weeks ago? Uh, I'm trying to remember who the heck that was. That was before the West Brom Cup game. Who was it that broke our streak there, the 19-match unbeaten streak? That was um,
2: uh, Swansea.
4: It was Swansea. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. Swansea. Mm-hmm.
4: Liverpool created yep. chance after chance after chance and just could not ding the thing in. So, you know, that that's, that's going to be our – the only – let me say like this against Porto. The only team that can beat Liverpool is themselves. We should mm-hmm. have every opportunity to knock them out and advance to the quarterfinals.
2: Completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Klopp said uh, they're a difficult side to play, and this is when uh, the draw was made back in December. Um, so, still, you know, they, 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 you know, any team in the Champions League has got to be respected. Okay, um, uh, Aaron, I'm just going to go to you on this final point, well, pre- penultimate point before we get to the to the predictions. Um, so, I saw um, on Twitter someone said, okay, which would you prioritize higher? Um, you know the game against the Saints or Porto. I think in 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 reference to the starting lineup. What's your view on this?
3: That's a great question, and it's that's a tough one. Um, my view would be
2: because it's just a couple of days. Uh, um, I know, yeah. Twelve, they're, uh, yeah,
3: they're, uh, Man, they're both so important. I, I think um,
2: Monday and the Thursday.
3: I think uh, uh, <sighs> Wednesday. I, because I mean, either way, yeah. You, I, I think you'd prioritize prior prioritize them, them both. But I would say, if I had to say which was more important at this time, I would probably say that the, the the first leg of the Champions League. Um, so I, I do expect to see some rotation. Um, I'm really really interested to see what the the midfield is going to look like.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't
3: too too pleased with when I saw it before uh, Spurs.
5: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: that ended up working okay for us, um, even though we got a little leggy. But he's been saving Genie and Ox for something, so I don't know what okay. that is. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I think um, I think the first leg of the Champions League is probably the most important. And, but that's just because that's how I feel today. Tomorrow could be different because they're both really important games. Obviously, in the Premier League, the game Sunday we we must get uh, three points there. Um, Spurs are right there. You know what they're going to do with with Arsenal. So, but yeah, I, I think I think the most important game I had to pick right now today would say uh the first leg that's gonna be a key
2: game game. as well because because spurs are playing arsenal this this weekend so that's that's a bit spanner in the world there but of course i think it's going to be a shoe-in for for united because they're playing um newcastle oh i I don't know maybe rafa i'm not sure if rafa is able to do anything against them maybe you know maybe it's newcastle
4: at home right
2: yeah newcastle at home Yeah,
3: yeah yeah they could do something
4: just remember that you know Huddersfield beat Manchester United earlier this year anything's possible,
2: possible yeah.
3: Shit yeah. happens And you know Kennedy's been looking pretty good for them the young kid Kennedy hmm. that they got yeah, from us. Uh, Alan
6: Kennedy anyone that yeah, worries
3: okay.
6: he is doing decent as well Who's that so, yeah. Did, like, yeah and I I watched the game against Newcastle mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot of time you know at home uh, <laughs> oh, Thanks so for letting us so that the game <laughs> Me too. and Mr. Palace. Uh, i was really impressed by shelby uh i just yeah. hate that he's so inconsistent and he was really good against them in first half but after that uh i don't know how roy hudson became so intelligent and crystal palace played really well in second half
2: okay um okay let's let's bring this in for a landing um again again gonna come back to you guys for the scoreline prediction. Starting with you, Aaron. Porto versus Liverpool FC. What's your prediction?
3: A tight, really slugfest. Two-one, though. Two-one over there in Porto.
2: Fair enough, Chris. Uh,
4: Porto led their group stage in goals scored, but they also were near the bottom in goals allowed. They lost their two matches: were to Besiktas 3-1 and to Red Bull Leipzig. 3-2 uh, mm-hmm. So mm. I think that will be The exact scoreline I think they will put Two past Liverpool I think Liverpool Puts three past them Getting the crucial One goal up On away goals 3-2 yeah. We take it back to Anfield And close it out In comfort Into the quarterfinals <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm. Nice mm. Nice Nice Okay k Okay k you're not going to give a prediction Are you?
6: <laughs> I just want to give I feel that we uh, Will keep up clean shit.
2: Really yeah. Ah. I I don't know why. I just have this feeling that it's going to be a goals fest. in This portal game.
3: I, I think a lot of people right. a lot of people are saying that. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Was oh, that right? Yeah. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah.
4: The the, the that's the, that's the that's the one that's that's the thing is is we said this last week on the pod is that Liverpool and I agree with Aaron on this 100%. We need to take this seriously because we know for 100% we are not winning the Premier League this year. No one else is except one team. We already know that. Yeah. But we need to finish top four. We got that well under control. Yeah. And we can win the Champions League. That is something that is still there. And I know people. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Outside of the Reds family does not believe that. They think it's a joke. But anyone yeah. that's a Liverpool yeah. fan and follows the club knows that on any given two-leg night, we can beat any team. E- the exactly.
2: I don't yeah. understand why they... You know, when we, when we um, uh, exited... Is it the FA Cup, right? It was the most recent one. Um, mm-hmm. It's like people are just saying that's the end of the chances of winning a trophy this season. I know. I said, Hello? I know. We're still in the Champions League. I don't <laughs> understand. Hello? Okay, did Hello? you did you... Okay, you know what? I made this mistake before okay i've made this mistake before three nil down against ac Milan. yeah i wrote the team off mm. i me i wrote the team off and you know what from that day onward i told myself that i'll never ever make the same mistake ever
3: again well thank god for that game
2: yeah because you know shit happens yeah <laughs> this is our tournament yeah, though man.
3: i mean come on this is our tournament you know, we, we, we do well when we're doing well in the Champions League. So, and I'll be
4: honest with you that that this this 2017-18 uh, Liverpool squad from top to bottom, the starting eleven we have on the pitch is better than that 05 team. I, I'm sorry, they mm-hmm. they, they are. Um, right. Yeah, right, you had Xabi right. Alonso. I know that you had Steven Gerrard, the maestro himself. Um, you had Kite. You had. Uh, there were some players there, but I think for, I, I think what Klopp has, uh, and he's going to put his best eleven on the pitch. Come, come, knockout stage in Champions League. Hey, he did it with Borussia Dortmund. He went to the yeah. Bernabeu and destroyed Real Madrid.
5: Yeah.
4: He's this Liverpool side. I'm telling you, anything can happen in Champions League. Liverpool has just as good a shot at winning that tournament as anyone else.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, guys, uh, we have run out of time. Oof, one and a half hours we've talked, um, covered a lot of a lot of ground. Yes. Um, to take us home, um, Chris, I think you're going to like this one. Again, it's going to be Bob Marley. He's going to be performing Get Up, Stand Up. But this is a live performance from Dortmund, uh, Germany. <laughs> so are yes. uh, Oh, wow. You're going li- to like this one. Um, and as always, uh, thank you very much for joining me on this show. Uh, and listener, thank you very much. Uh, as a parting shot, let me just say this. Your attitude really determines your altitude. But even when your altitude is low... Make sure that you have a right attitude because once again, if you have the right attitude, you will soar. This is Joe signing off over and out.